Fred, evangelist Fred Felton III. It's a very good friend of our family. Um, got to know about him and get to know him a while ago. It's been since we've been here, but that's been a while. Um, a good, good friend of our congregation, Spencer Jones. Many of you know him from Chicago. Called me one time. He says, I got a guy. He was my youth pastor and he's an evangelist now. And I can't remember if he said he was moving to Florida, had moved to Florida or wanted to move to Florida, which meant he got smart. He used to live in Chicago. But anyway, nothing against Chicago. He says, can you help him get going? Would you have him come be at your church? And so we did, and we had such a wonderful time. Had him back a couple of times. He came and did a men's retreat one time. But he hasn't been here for a number of years. In fact, he's been through some battles. It'll be up to him whether he wants to tell you about that or not. But he is a good friend. He is a minister. He is an evangelist. He is a missionary. He goes to Africa regularly. Um, he's a teacher, he's a leader, he's a teacher of leaders. He, he's done some things very intensely with men and men's ministries. Uh, have you ever led women's ministries? I haven't heard about, no, okay, all right. But he is married. When we first met him, I don't think he was married. Yeah. And he kept telling us about his wife. And she never come to be with him. Nothing against her. But uh, we really wondered if he really had one. But it's so good to have her with us. Would you stand, please? He can introduce you, but it's good to have his wife with us this morning. Thank you so much for coming to be with us today. Can I tell you, God has used Fred in some really awesome, mighty ways. But he's a humble man. My wife and I were just talking about this. We had to make a trip toward the end, middle of COVID down south. And we were coming back. We stopped. Um, at Walmart, actually, in Wesley Chapel, just to pick something up. And there's Fred greeting people at Walmart because during COVID, he couldn't get out and preach. But he wasn't too good to go get a job in Walmart to, pay, to provide for his family. But I tell you what, he's probably one of the best greeters they ever had. <laughs> amen, amen. But anyway, we want him to preach. So Fred, come. Let's welcome Fred today. I know he's got a word from God for us. Amen. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? Come on. Oh, if you was clapping for me, that would be great. But can we put our hands together for the one who loved you, for the one who blessed you? Come on, you can do better than. Amen. Amen. It is such a joy to be back. Come on, somebody. You know, there are some people you, you're glad to see them come. And those same people, you're, you're glad to see them go. Come on, somebody. Just keep looking at me, praise the Lord. But I'm very grateful to be back. And I just want to say that I'm honored to be with uh, my dear friends, your wonderful pastors, the McIntyre. And I just want to say before you, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for staying when it got hard. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience. And thank you through your tears, you continue to serve and have this great church on your heart. So can you join me? Can we say thank you for the McIntyres? Come on. Do you love them? Do you appreciate them? They hold you close to their heart 
uh, I'm not going to get uh, in the details of what I've been through because of time that might be another time for that but this has been probably the roughest three consecutive years of my life as pastor mentioned when COVID happened 100% of all income was shut down savings gone but thank God for Walmart come on somebody amen every time you go to Walmart speak in a little tongues come on somebody but I thank God for Walmart and as I mentioned before that Walmart was my new mission field and seeing some wonderful things happen and but I'm just grateful through these three years God has reminded me again that he is truly Jehovah Jireh come on does anybody know Jehovah Jireh can we just give God praise so I'll talk more about that possibly next time I come but also there's a book I I just completed a book and I think they're going to put that on on the big screen is that up there is the book up there on the big screen amen I just completed a book uh, I have not even made it public meaning I have not publicly shared it on any social media uh, but it's called courage overcoming the sin of silence and I just feel as the world is talking the world is barking the world is giving their perspective I think it's time for uh, the world to hear what God thinks God's mind what the Bible says so this book courage has been put together to to help be a template for those who uh, may need uh, encouragement or direction on how to have those tough conversations about tough topics there are questions at the end that you can uh, answer together as a group or even answer together individually this is a great book for small groups uh, for those who are in reading groups or just for your own personal edification i promise you when you get done reading this book it will equip you to discuss some of the current topics and issues that the church has been silent about so you can find it on amazon just type in fred felton courage and you'll see the book amen but i'm ready for god's word how about you i think that's about seven people we could have met at someone's house i'm ready for god's word how about you Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet, please. Look with me at Mark chapter 5. Thank you, honey, for coming and joining me. When my wife comes, I'm going to preach a little shorter. Come on, somebody. So make sure you tell her thank you for coming. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Okay, that's the wrong neighbor. They're not even looking at you. Amen. That was the rude neighbor. Look at the nice neighbor and say, nice neighbor. Say, you are so blessed. I mean, you are really blessed to be standing next to me. If you don't like your neighbor, you can uh, go to a different role after the prayer. As we look at Mark chapter 5, we are going to be contemplating the theme now what now what let's all say that together now look at Mark chapter 5 please and the Bible says 
And they came to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had his dwelling among the tombs and no one was able to bind him anymore even with a chain. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been torn apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Look at verse 5. And constantly night and day among the tombs and in the mountains he was crying out and gashing himself with stones and seeing Jesus <laughs> from a distance he ran up and bowed down before him and crying out with a loud voice he said what do I have to do with you Jesus son of the most high God I implore you by God do not torment me for he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? My name is Legion, for we are many. Before you sit down, I would like to give you the subtitle. And the subtitle of this morning is simply After the Storm. After the Storm. Just can you tell two people close to you after the storm? Just tell them after, 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 after the storm. Father, thank you. For the McIntyres, for the deacons, the deaconess, the board members, the elders, the leaders, the church workers, and those who call this great church their home. Thank you that they're not only making a difference in this house and in this community, but they're making a difference around the world. And I pray that you will use this word for those who are watching virtually and those who are here this morning. That you would give us an idea of what we need to be doing after the storm. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. If you love the Lord, say amen. You may be seated in his presence. In the month of May 2019, after nearly two weeks... Mother Nature finally gave the nation a break on Thursday by ending a tornado streak of 13 straight days. It was reported by weather officials that there were at least eight tornadoes per day across the United States. If you remember Hurricane Irma in August of 2017, that it was the first Category 5 hurricane in the tropical Atlantic since Hugo 
1989. Irma was the strongest Atlantic hurricane category five to have sustained winds of 185 miles per hour for constant 37 hours. 6.3 million Floridians evacuated the state, the most ever in the history of the United States. The size of Irma was 70,000 square miles. But let me remind you that the state of Florida is roughly 65,000 miles. Irma had caused an excess of $100 billion in damage. You see, what I'm trying to get you to understand this Sunday morning is that when people encounter storms, it affects them financially, it affects them relationally, it affects them emotionally, it affects them spiritually, and even psychologically. Do you remember when the disciples encountered the storm in Mark chapter 5 when Jesus told them that we're going to the other side and Jesus took a power nap? Come on, somebody. And as Jesus was taking a power nap, the disciples encountered a storm. This storm was so severe, they ran to Jesus who was sleeping. Come on, you remember Jesus who was sleeping? Come on, somebody. Yes, Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples said, don't you care that we are perishing? Oh, but aren't you glad that Jesus rose up? Come on, somebody. And spoke to the wind and the waves and said, peace, be still. Can I tell you, no, it's going to be a bad day. When you call the poison hotline. And they put you on hold. Come on, somebody. You know it's going to be a bad day when you see 60 Minutes News and TMZ waiting in front of your house. You know it's going to be a bad day when your birthday cake triggers the water sprinklers due to the number of candles that is on it. It's a bad day when your twin sister forgets your birthday. Come on, somebody. You know it's a bad day when you are at a red light, your car horn goes off accidentally, and remains stuck as you wait behind a cop car. You know it's going to be a bad day when you see a grizzly bear smiling and saying his blessings outside your tent. Come on, somebody. You know it's going to be a bad day when you don't know where your dentures are. Tell your neighbor it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day when your wife asks, do you notice anything different about me? It's going to be a bad day when your income tax check bounces. You know it's going to be a bad day when you come home after work and your guard dog, a pit bull, forgets who you are. Let me give you one more since I'm on the road. You know it's going to be a bad day after church. You tell a man, I'm so glad you and your mother visited our awesome church today. And the man tells you, it's not my mother, it's my wife. 
Lean over and tell your neighbor, you know it's going to be a bad day. This storm in Mark chapter 4 was horrific. It was huge. It was big. It was violent. And it was unexpected. Mm. Well, I got good news for you. Come on, somebody. I got good news for you, that is. When you read Mark chapter 5, verse 1, it says, And they came to the other side of the sea. Come on. This lets me know that they survived the storm. There are some people here today who have survived some storms. Katrina, Andrew, Camille. There are some survivors in this building. Sandy, Harvey. There are some survivors. You're sitting next to Irma and Ian. Ian was the deadliest hurricane to hit Florida since Labor Day of 1935. It is suggested that because of in 85 to 95% of Fort Myers has been destroyed. Can I tell you that the storm that you may have experienced, the storm that has shook your life, the storm that has rocked your world, but can I tell you, you survived the storm. You survived the storm. Tell your neighbor you survived it can we just take a moment and can we clap our hands and give God praise for every storm we survived the storm your family survived the storm your marriage survived do we have any survivors in the house the storm your children we are a survivor tell your neighbor I'm a survivor oh yeah it was hard I know but you survived it was difficult Difficult, but you survived. They gave up on you, but you survived. It was rough, but you survived. Had to cry yourself to sleep, but you survived. Did not know where help was going to come from, but you survived the storm. Sometimes you got to lift your head up, roll your shoulders back, and say, I am a survivor. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world if God be for me who can be against me if you are a survivor of any storm clap your hands and shout I'm a survivor shout I am a survivor you see the storm that the disciples experience was over. Can I say that again? I just that just felt good in my own heart. The storm that the disciples experienced, the storm they thought was going to take him out. The storm they thought they wouldn't bounce back from. Uh, that storm. 
somebody say that storm mm -hmm. that storm was over and it was have I preached this message here before amen <laughs> did I share my notes with you that storm that difficult season come on somebody where they cried through the middle of the night that storm was behind them tell your neighbor uh, it's behind you yes that storm it's behind you the pain it's behind you the funeral buried loved ones it's behind you the divorce the suffering the sickness the midnight hour it's behind you the abuse the abandonment it's behind you miss opportunities, the disappointments, the broken heart, and the heartache. It's behind you. I want you to know that the difficult season that God pulled you out of, it is behind you. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. Come on. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can we give God praise for the new things that are coming? Come on. New things are coming your way. New things are headed in your direction. Somebody say amen. New things are coming. Your way. New things. After all the hell <laughs> you've been New things. Come on, somebody. Come on, push your neighbor. Wake him up and say new things are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New things are coming. <laughs> All the all the tears that you shed, come on somebody. New things, come on somebody, are coming your way. All the darkness that lingered over your life, all the pain. Can I tell you that you survived that new things? Come on, somebody, it's coming your way. Can we clap our hands and say new things, new things? Come on, Marion Oaks, new things, new things things. Is anybody looking forward to new things? The storm is over. Whew, I know that's right. Thank you, Jesus. The, 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 the storm is over. I'm in the process of writing a, a book. It's just about done called The Journey. Surviving the nighttime of life. It's nothing like when a storm is over. The storm is over. Now what? You survived the storm. 
Could have been worse. But now what? Some people are sifting through the debris to see what can be salvaged. Some people have to identify the bodies of loved ones. Some people have no house and possibly no power. Now what? The building we worship in is under water. The stores have been destroyed. When I call FEMA and my insurance company, I can't get through. Now what? Now what, church? Now what, people of God? Now what, saints? I'm going to share a couple of things with you. That's going to encourage you. I promise you, it's going to lift your spirits. I'll come as a vessel of encouragement for those who are on the other side of a storm. I want to share with you now what number one, Jesus is here. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, lean over and tell your neighbor, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus is here. Not King Charles, not the Prime Minister of Canada, not the President of the United States of America, not Nikki Mirage, not Kanye, not Little Baby, but I'm telling you that Jesus is here. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the rose of Sharon, the miracle worker, the one that walks on top of the water. Come on, somebody. Jesus is here. I'm talking about the son of God, the son of man, the son of David, Mary's baby. Jesus is here. The one that died on the cross and when he rose on the third day he rose with all power in his hand I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords can you clap your hands and shout Jesus come on let's tell Africa let's tell India let's tell South America that Jesus is here let's tell Australia let's tell the UK the United States of America that Jesus is here let's tell Mexico let's tell Japan that Jesus is here come on let's tell Jamaica let's tell Bahamas let's tell Cuba that Jesus is here. Let's tell the Virgin Islands. Let's tell Haiti. Let's tell Trinidad and Tobago that Jesus is here. Come on. Let's tell Jacksonville, Orlando, Kissimmee, Lakeland, Tampa. Come on. Sarasota, Fort Myers, and Marion Oaks that Jesus is here. Come on. Clap your hands and shout Jesus. 
can you do me a favor can you tell three people Jesus is here come on tell three people Jesus is here come on Jesus is here I'm so glad that you are here so glad that my wife is here I'm so glad that the McIntyres are here but I'm really glad I'm super glad that Jesus is here can I remind you that when Jesus shows up things will not be the same come on somebody the dead come back to life the blind see the lame walk when Jesus shows up change happens things can turn things can break things can shift he'll make all things new I don't know about you but I'm so glad that Jesus showed up is anybody glad that Jesus showed up he showed up for you he showed up for me Jesus thank you for showing up when I was hurting you showed up when I was broken you showed up when I was beat down you showed up when I was in the valley you showed up when I was discouraged you showed up come on when I was in the pit at the lowest point of my life dealing with depression you showed up come on somebody in the hospital he showed up all by yourself he showed up all alone he showed up if you're glad that God showed up clap your hands and shout glory shout glory shout glory high five your neighbor and say he showed up for me he showed up I know I'm speaking for the majority of you but you're glad that he showed up to help us pick up the pieces of our lives number two they got out of the boat not only did Jesus show up but number two they got out of the boat the father calls his seven year old boy who's in bed to take out the trash the seven-year-old boy responds by saying, Daddy, I'm in bed and it's dark outside. The father says, Don't be afraid, son. Jesus is with you. The son says from his bed, If Jesus is with me, tell Jesus to take the trash out. Come on, somebody. They got out of the boat. In today's church, the majority of our ministry is on the inside. And very little ministry is on the outside. 
and we wonder why the majority of churches across America are not growing. There have been little evangelism prior to COVID-19 and still little evangelism after COVID-19. Church, we got to get out of the boat. People of God, we got to get out of the boat. Remember in Matthew chapter 14 verse 29 when the disciples was in the boat and here comes Jesus. Come on somebody. Walking on top of the water and Jesus said, Peter, come. And Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on water. Lord, I pray, will you raise up more pastors in America that want to walk on top of the water? Will you raise up more leaders who want to walk up on top of the water? Will you raise up more believers who want to get out of the boat and walk on water? Peter got out of the boat. You know the boat. The boat of being comfortable. The boat of trying to fit in. The boat of laziness. You know the boat. The boat of racism, classism, and materialism. You know the boat of having apathy and no compassion. You know the boat of complacency. The boat of having fear and making excuses. You know the boat of restrictions, limitations, and being selfish. We need a vision that will get us out of the boat. We need a dream that will get us out of the boat. We need goals that will get us out of the boat. Come on somebody. Why? Because it's getting worse. It's getting darker and it's getting late. Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. It's time to tell our community we coming. It's time to, to tell our city we're coming. It's time to tell our neighborhoods oh yeah we coming why? Because God loves people. Because God loves not just this church, but he loves the community that this church is in. Number three, they stepped into an opportunity. They stepped into an opportunity tell your neighbor don't miss your opportunity Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 says therefore be careful how you walk how you live or conduct yourself not as unwise men but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil tell another neighbor don't miss your opportunity in 1269 the great Khan the fifth leader of the Mongol empire Kublai Khan sent a request from Peking, which is now China, to Rome. And the request was, can you send a hundred wise men 
of the Christian religion to visit my island. And so I shall be baptized, and when I shall be baptized, all my barren and great men will be baptized, and their subjects will be baptized. And so there will be more Christians here than anywhere in the known world. At this time, the the Mongols were were wavering uh, of what religion they would embrace. It might have been, as, as Khan forecasted, the greatest mass religious movement the world has ever seen. The history of all Asia would have been changed. So what happened to this opportunity that was presented to the church? Pope Gregory X answered the request by, by sending only two Dominican friars which means the order of preachers. These were preachers who were called to defend the faith, protect the church, and spread the word. These friars got as far as Armenia, but because of the tough conditions, they returned home. At that time, they missed the greatest missionary opportunity in the history of the church. You see, my brothers and my sisters, I believe that after the storm you survived, opportunities are coming. Opportunities are coming for your ministry. Opportunities are coming for your family. They're coming for your children. They're coming for your church. Opportunities are coming for you because of the storm you survived. New doors are coming. New relationships are coming. New circles are coming. New strategies and new podcasts are coming. New books and new promotions. New blessings. New miracles are coming increase is coming why because of the storm that you survived and finally number four to help others after the storm to help others after the storm You see, after the storm, Jesus meets a man that needed help. How many of you know we have people in Marion Oaks that need help? Come on, wave your hand if you need help. Amen. Some of y'all looked at your neighbor. I didn't ask you to do that. Amen. Praise the Lord. This man needed help. It doesn't tell us if he was black, white, or Asian, or Hispanic. It doesn't tell us if he was legal or illegal. It doesn't tell us if he was educated or or uneducated, if he was a Republican or Democrat, if he was pro-life or pro-choice, or if he was gluten-free or vegan. It was a man that needed help. There are people in this community that need help. This man needed help. He was bound, disconnected, lost, forgotten about, overlooked, pain, broken on the outside, 
broken on the inside. He was under-resourced and economically depleted. After the storm came ministry. After the storm came ministry. Beloved, we got to look for ways to help. We got to look for ways to serve. We got to look for ways to love. We got to look for ways to encourage people. Please understand, you survived the storm because God had other people in mind. There's a testimony after your storm. There's redemption in your story. There's healing in your scars. There's beauty in your brokenness. There's hope in your tears. There is joy after your pain. This is the opportunity God gives you and me after the storm. Don't allow the storm to make you selfish and to make you inward to make you think I don't care about nobody else except my four and no more and I don't care about those outside the door this man's life was changed because of Jesus this man's life was changed because he encountered Jesus. Can we all stand to our feet, please? What I'm going to do today I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept Christ in your life. I'm going to give you an opportunity for the backslider to slide back and give their life to Christ. I want to give that person an opportunity who might be far away from God. And you say, an evangelist, I want to get right with Jesus today. I want God to be my father. I want heaven to be my home. I want my sins to be forgiven. Every head bow, please. If you're here today. And you would say, evangelist. I want to get right with God. I want to accept Jesus in my life. And make him my Lord and my Savior. Or maybe you want to rededicate your life. If that is you on a count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One. Hands are going up already. Two. Three. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to rededicate my life. I want to open the, my heart for Jesus. For those whose hands are raised, on a count of three, I want you to come to this altar. One, two, three. Come right now. Come right now. If you raise your hand, come right now. Can we clap, Mary and Oaks, as they come forward? Can we clap? 
Come on, come on. Can they hear us clapping? Knowing they made the right decision. Come on, they keep coming, we keep clapping. They keep coming, we keep clapping. They keep coming, we keep clapping. Come on. They keep coming, we keep clapping. Amen. Could I have a woman stand behind her, please? A woman stand behind her. Quickly, quickly. Could I have a woman stand behind her, please? Can I get three women to come up here, please? Three women to stand behind them. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And just gently rest your hands upon their shoulders. Gently rest your hands upon their shoulders. Lift your hands up to the Lord, those who've come forward. Lift your hands. This is just a a prayer of surrender, a prayer of rededication. Repeat this prayer with me all over the building. Say, Jesus, I come to you today to give you my life. To rededicate my life to you being my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me, to wash me, and cleanse me of all my sin. And today, for the rest of my life, because you died for me, I will live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer and answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn around and give that person a hug. Give that person a hug. Give that person a hug. Amen. In a moment, I'm going to have Pastor Tim come up and give some final remarks. But when Pastor Tim is done sharing with us I'm going to open up these altars and I want to pray for someone that might say evangelist I'm in a storm right now I'm in a storm right now a physical storm a medical storm an emotional storm a relational storm a financial. I'm in a storm right now Will you pray for me? Yes, we will. I don't want you to leave here today for those who are in a storm. Don't you leave this place until we pray with you. Because remember, every storm has a beginning. And every storm has an end. And God's going to help you make it to the other side. Pastor Tim.